Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 272 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a sought-after speaker, author, and thought leader, having led powerful teams and built successful information technology departments for over 30 years. His mission is to change the face of IT, and he says that businesses today are demanding more from their technology and their technology leaders. As well as being the author of Amplify Your Value and Amplify Your Job Search, he serves on numerous boards and advisory councils, including Forbes Technology Council, Indie CIO Network, and Connected World Magazine Board of Advisors. So welcome to the podcast, Jeff Tom. Thank you, Phil. It's great to be here. really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. Jeff, that's obviously very much a brief introduction. So perhaps you could give us a bit of an insight into what you're working on or up to right now. Absolutely. So I spent almost 40 years in in information technology in the tech sector, and I, I used that to launch into what uh, what my friend jokingly calls the back nine of my career. Uh, I, I was calling it an encore career, which is uh, speaking and writing, leading workshops and some coaching of emerging IT leaders. Uh, as you said in the in the intro, I believe that the face of IT is changing. It must change. And so I have been focused, focusing most of my work in that area, in working with uh, IT leaders to help them understand what the businesses are demanding today and tomorrow. Okay. Um, I mean, that's a good point. C- could you perhaps give us your sort of your opinion as to why you feel that change is taking place? Well, I think the skills that typically got an IT leader to the CIO role or vice president of IT in the past has been their technical acumen. And and while that is still important, the way that businesses have moved closer and closer to the end user or the consumer, uh, even in in a B2B environment, closer to the customer. Uh, And in order to live closer to the customer, you have to have a deeper business acumen. And that requires things like collaboration, communication, critical thinking, um, uh, crucial conversations, all those different things that we used to categorize as soft skills, but now are really essential in order to lead the technology department in a way that you're leading the business or or at least aligned with the business and moving forward with it. Yes. Okay. And one other thing that crosses my mind as well is the fact that obviously technology these days is pretty much everywhere and it's far, far more accessible and people are, are therefore presumably have higher expectations as well. Yeah, it's it's part of that consumerization of IT, right? You we've gotten used to having having the world in the palm of our hands with our smartphones and we expect 
real-time response. We expect real-time data. Um, and we want that in our businesses as well. And so yep. that, that consumerization has started to drive this as well. Exactly. Good. Okay. Um, so we're going to get into the main flow of the interview, Jeff. So I'm going to start with asking you if you can provide us with a career tip that maybe the audience aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of alluded to this in our in our conversation just now, and that is that if you really want to advance your career, that you look at those soft skills as essential skills and work on uh, getting mastery in those particular skills, whether it might be communication, collaboration, whatever area that is, uh, I think those are important. And yes, your technical skills are still incredibly important. Uh, We all work with technology after all. So those, those aren't going away, but you need to balance those with those essential skills. Yeah. I know there are, there are obviously a lot of those sort of what we might term soft skills, but is there one in particular that you would pick out to say that is the one that you should really focus on first? I I tell you, for me, it's that business acumen. It's, uh, it seem, almost seems uh, silly to say, but to understand how the company makes money, um, yep. right? That that goes beyond, you know, what are our what are our products? It goes beyond understanding what is the sales cycle like. What are our customers like? What uh, what does our product do in the hands of our customers? Uh, well beyond just the dollars and cents of understanding the the maybe the PNL and the balance sheet. So to me, it's it's gaining that deep understanding. Uh, and one of the things that I used to do uh, in my career was I, I'd take days and we called them ride-alongs. And uh, I was in a retail environment at the time. I was CIO, and I'd go on ride-alongs with the vice president of retail because I wanted to see the stores through his eyes. What was important to him? What was he looking for? Uh, How did he interact with the employees? How did he interact with the customers? And you start to get that feel for what he needs that he may not even be able to articulate. Yeah. So it's that sort of firsthand experience that really makes a difference. Exactly. Exactly. Brilliant. Okay. Um, Jeff, can you tell us about your worst IT career moments and what you learned from that experience? Uh, and I can only pick only one, right? <laughs> well, it could go on a one if we all pick multiple ones. I think. So, yeah, just the one. Yeah, I, I'd say the worst IT career moment, I was, I was uh, CIO, brand new CIO uh, for an organization that had prided itself on its disaster recovery and business continuity plan. Fantastic. I mean, when you walk in as a CIO, that's usually one of the first things you look for is do they have a good plan and can they execute on it? Right. Uh, And so I was thrilled to know that they had one uh, until the day that my systems engineer, who had started about the same time that I had, came into me and said, Jeff, um, I don't know how they tested this last year and were successful. Um, because there is no way they must have, it must've been smoke and mirrors because there is no way this is going to work. And this is like 30 days before we're supposed to do the annual test with the entire business. And so here I am that brand new CIO, uh, and I have to walk in to, uh, an executive team meeting with my peers and say, 
we're not ready. We don't know what happened last year, but it's not ready. And it's going to be another uh, 60 days before we're going to be ready. So you always think about having the, that new guy card, uh, the new yes. the, the new person card, right? And so you're burning political capital weeks into a job. Um, and that was probably the worst moment, having to walk into that room and say, we're not ready. Yeah, I presume as well, the fact that you actually sort of then said 60 days, you had to be absolutely sure that you could meet that 60-day target. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I kind of said 60 days with my fingers crossed behind my back, you know, thinking, okay, we got we got to pull this off. So yeah. uh, we were able to do it, uh, but it was uh, a tremendous amount of work for the team uh, to really dig in and, and get it running and get it running correctly. And what did you learn from that? Was there anything you took away that you sort of used subsequently? I think it's uh, ask better questions, dig a little deeper. Don't take something for granted, um, you know, that uh, someone says, hey, we've got this great plan and, and it works. Uh, ask a few more questions, I think, would be the yep. the right one to do. Yes, that's good advice, definitely. Okay, we're going to move away from worst moments. Um, can you tell <laughs> us about your career highlight to date? Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny, Phil, because I still get chills when I, when I tell this story. So I was, um, I was CIO for a commercial real estate development company. And one of the first tasks that we needed to do was to develop an IT strategic plan that would uh, undergird the strategic plan for the company. Um, And so we did uh, what a lot of people do. We hired a consultant to come in and start helping us gather information. And, and we're, we're now a couple of months into this project and we're just, we've got a lot of great information. But to me, it just wasn't telling a story. And, and I just couldn't convince or, or communicate well enough with the consultant to say, to, to describe what I was meaning. It, it was a lot of great information, but it really wouldn't resonate in my opinion with anybody other than a, a geeky IT person. And uh, I was telling this to one of our employees who happened to be a construction project manager, not even in IT. And he says, he looked at me, he says, well, you know, Jeff, these these people on the executive team for this company, they make multi-million dollar bets every day. Um, you know, hey, you want to build an office park on the northwest side? Yes, let's do that. You want to build, uh, you want to renovate a casino in in uh, the southern part of the state? We can do that. You want to build the NASCAR tower in downtown Charlotte, even though the tallest building we'd ever built was five stories? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so they're making all these decisions, right? But they, but but what he tells me is they always use the same format. They use the same book of information to make those decisions. And it's very organized. It's got an executive summary. It's got uh, rent comps. It has um, elevation drawings. It has site plans, all these different things that go into it to make this decision. And he says, why don't you put your IT strategic plan in the format of an investment book? Yep. And I said, oh, that is brilliant but I've never written one. He says, well, I've written several. So I, I literally flew down to Charlotte, Indiana, or Charlotte, North Carolina, sorry, from Indiana. Um, and we locked ourselves in a hotel room for three days and came out with this wonderful story 
that put the strategic plans in terms of a commercial real estate development project. And so I presented that to the executive team and I, I can remember like it was yesterday, the CEO leans back in his chair and he puts his hands behind his head as he's leaning back and he said, that is the first time I've ever understood IT. <laughs> Man, I just wanted to high five anybody that would, would come yes. within five feet of me, right? Because I was just so excited, so pumped because the message got through. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, th that that's probably what's gotten me uh, on this track of these um, the changing skills, the soft skills, because it was the communication skills, the ability to tell the story in the words that un the listener understood, not in our terms, but in the business terms. And I think that's probably what started me on this path. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I was going to pick up on exactly that point. So it sounds like two things out of that. So the format that you presented it back to the board in, they, they were familiar with it, therefore they were going to understand it. Yep. And then secondly, the, the fact that you presented it as a story and that you could actually lead them through that story so they understood the process. Absolutely. We, we kind of took them through a development project of breaking ground and, and uh, doing the site work first and then the foundation. And so it, it kind of built on itself through that. We even started naming our, our projects uh, in, uh, uh, in construction terms. So yep. uh, we had a project of connecting, in, improving the connectivity between all of our offices. And we called it Project Conduit because that that makes sense to somebody in real estate development. That's how you connect yep. buildings buildings together. Great. Okay. I mean, that's that's great to hear, and I think it's a fantastic um, story for people to to learn from. Okay, um, Jeff, can you share with us your thoughts on the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? Oh man, I tell I tell people all the time, Phil, that this is. This is the most exciting time to be involved in technology. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with what we were talking about earlier, that technology is now more in the forefront of, of businesses than ever before. Um, and if you look at just in the last 10 or 12 years, the technological advances that have come to the forefront, uh, 3D printing, um, uh, 5G technology, all these different things that are coming to fruition. And, and just what does that mean for the future? It, it means changing our lives very, very quickly. The, the, that pace of change is accelerating. Uh, it goes back to, to Moore's law, you know, the power of compute will double every, every 24 months. Uh, yep. uh, drastic paraphrase there, but uh, but it's true when you look back at, at the, the history of technology. And so you, you look forward with that and just what are some of the things that are going to change our world? One, one of the great examples that, that so I live in, uh, in, in Indianapolis, Indiana. We are yep. in the, you know, the center of, of the U.S., um, and for those not familiar with this area, we are surrounded by cornfields. That's basically what's here. But so think about um, a, a drone flying over a field of corn and it's measuring the plant height at different types points in the growing system or growing season. 
It's uh, gathering data from sensors in the ground that are measuring the moisture, uh, the temperature of the soil. It's combining that with climate data and weather forecasts, and it enables the, the farmer to put the right amount of fertilizer, the right amount of pesticides, the right amount of herbicides per square foot in their farm field. That's, that's amazing technology, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and that's an industry that does not scream high tech. No. Because it's, it's pervasive throughout all these industries. And so if you have a passion for a, a specific thing other than technology, we all have other interests other than technology, but you can take that passion for technology and you can apply it to just about any other passion that you have and marry those two together. And to me, that's what makes the, the future exciting for, for being in IT. Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean that's that's an interesting um example to use. I presume as well they're able to forecast or project therefore you know the amount of produce they're able to, to yes. generate on an annual basis and therefore predict what might happen in the, in the forthcoming years. Absolutely. You start adding predictive analytics to that and big data um and you just have this this wealth of of information to help guide what the farmer is going to do. Yeah. Great. And, okay. and everybody in Indiana is now screaming at me because there's more than just <laughs> corn here in Indiana. Of just, course. Uh, that was just emphasis for my point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Yes, I am. Okay. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? You know, it was, uh, believe it or not, it was the Commodore 64. Yeah. Uh, for for those in the audience who may never have heard of one of those, it was a PC back in the early 80s. Um, but it was, it was probably the first or one of the first um, price accessible uh, PCs, right? You, you had the IBM PC around at the time and it was like 10 grand. This was a few hundred dollars. Uh, U.S. to to go in and and have this computer and um, for whatever reason this this device I just fell in love with it the ability to type on this keyboard and get this computer to do things uh, in response to what I was telling it to do to me was just amazing and it it launched my career. Uh, I started my career as a coder. Uh, back in my day, we called those programmers, uh, not, yes. <laughs> not devs. Uh, but, uh, but I was a software engineer, uh, and I wrote, I wrote code, and I solved people's problems, people's business problems, by writing code. And that was just the, uh, that was just the greatest feeling, to be able to listen to someone and describe their problem, and then spend some time writing some code and hand it back to them and say, here you go. And they would, that's exactly what I wanted. That may not have been what I said, but that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and that was just such a rush. So that's, that's what got me head over heels in it. Okay. And what is the best career device you've ever received? The best advice I ever received was from a friend of mine who uh, I was in a large organization, and when you're in a large organization, there's a lot of, of uh, politicking, so to speak. Uh, his advice was to remember that every conversation that you have is an interview. Yeah. Uh, so if you're talking with uh, the director of another department or the vice president or 
whoever it might be, treat it like you would an interview uh, because that's really what it is, especially in those large organizations. And, and he ended up being very right. And so I would say that that's the best advice uh, that I've ever received. Yeah, that's good advice, definitely. And, and conversely, what is the worst career advice you've ever received? I think the worst advice was uh, at a time when our organization was going through some belt tightening, uh, much like businesses are today with uh, with what's happened yep. uh, across the world, um, the, the reductions in force. And the advice I was given was uh, stay quiet, keep your head down and just do your job. Um, and while that might work short term, um, it's the it's almost the complete antithesis of every conversations and interview, um, and it's uh, it's not helping to move the ball forward, so to speak. So, um, I I very quickly decided that was not the approach I was going to use. No, I think you're right. I, th- I mean, a lot of people must. Um... I mean, when you when you take a role, for example, you're there for a reason, and you're there to contribute. So, mm-hmm. not speaking up and just getting on and doing, you know, doing the basics isn't really fulfilling what you're there to do, is it? Exactly right, and and, and it's oh man, talk about drudgery if you're just kind of just cranking out code and not and keeping your head down <laughs> and not doing anything else. Um, it would really wear on you after a while, I think. Exactly. Yeah. If you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? That, that is a great question. I loved that when I was reading it on, on your, your prep notes, Phil. Um, I, I think I would, if I were starting again, I would still go into code because I still get that, uh, that feeling of, of uh, solving someone's problem. But I think where I would focus, uh, I'm very fascinated by the convergence of of 5G communication speeds with uh, with IoT, with Internet of Things. Um, and because I think that's going to change business, it is changing business. It's also going to change our lives. And, yeah. and I think that would be a great area to focus in today. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Uh, can I laugh and say retirement? <laughs> um, no, I'd say my my career objectives. We we talked about at the outset is I want to help uh, emerging IT leaders grow in their career. I, I used to tell uh, my direct reports the the best day in my career and the worst day in my career will be when you walk into my office to resign to go be CIO somewhere else. Because that means I've done my job. I've gotten you ready. I've pr- helped you prepare. I, I've helped you grow and reach your highest potential. Um, and and to me, that's what I'm still focused on is helping uh, people grow, uh, helping people um, find that job that uh, is, quote unquote, their dream job, one that uh, aligns with their uh, their personal brand, one that that uh, is aligned with their strengths and their values and their passions and their purpose. To me, that's uh, uh, that's my objective for the next several years. Right. Yeah, and very satisfying, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. We're going to revisit our earlier conversation now, but um, what is the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Public speaking. 
right. I would say number one. Um, and uh, it kind of goes back to those soft skills we were talking about, the essential skills. Exactly. But I hated it uh, when I first, uh, when I was early in my career. I hated talking in front of a group, hated making presentations. But I knew in order for me to achieve what I wanted to achieve in my career, I would need to get over it. Uh, and so I intentionally put myself in a position that I had to get up in front of groups and speak. Uh, because I knew that would that would uh, take me places in my career where I wanted to go. And so by far, that's probably the one that's been the most impactful for me. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Man, I, I, I look around and look at what's going on with technology, what's going on uh, with, uh, with, with people as they discover new things and those light bulbs that go on. And to me, that's, that's what keeps me energized. Uh, when I see the, when someone says, Hey, I landed this new job and it's fantastic. That's, that's, that keeps, gives me energy. When I see, uh, you know, here in Indiana, we're, we're, uh, uh, we're, we have a growing tech sector here. And so there's a lot of tech startups here. And so when you see those success stories of uh, this new technology that was, was really dreamed of in the back of a, in a garage, and now it's, and now it's a viable product to me, that's, that's energizing. And so when you have those moments where you're not feeling energized, what I do is I take a moment and look around and look for those kind of things because that's what gets my my juices flowing again. Yeah, exactly. Good. Okay. And I think just as importantly, what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Well, a, a couple of things, and, and and both of them are are somewhat related in that they're as about as far away from technology as you can get. Uh, so we have uh, we have property that where our home is. It's about it's about ten acres, and I love. Uh, just walking that property and uh, and seeing nature, being out in nature. We have a creek and there's you know wildlife and there's woods to to walk through. So that that piece of just getting away from everything is is it. Uh, the the second piece that's kind of related to that is I have uh, I have three grandsons uh, and I love taking them out on walks. Yeah. Uh, the the sense of discovery uh, that they have of seeing uh, uh, seeing a snake slither across the path or hearing a bird or you know whatever it is that that awe and wonder is uh, is energizing to go yeah. back to that. <laughs> okay, and Jeff, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? I would say that the to to kind of summarize what we've been saying is uh, look for opportunities to marry your, your passions with your skills and technology. Um, it, it used to be said, you can't turn a hobby into a, into a living. And, and I disagree. I think there are some things that, that you might be passionate about that you can now use technology to further that passion. And so I would look for opportunities to marry those two together. Yeah, I think you're right there. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? So my website is www.jeffreystun.com. 
And uh, so that's uh, that's my website. There's uh, ways to get a hold of me there. I'm also very active on LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me at whatever those platforms are. Uh, my uh, my handle is Jton Indy. So J T O N I N D Y, uh, and you can reach me there. Great. All those links will be in the show notes. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Oh, it's my pleasure, Phil. Absolutely my pleasure. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.